0: Hello, everyone. This is Sonata Allison, and you're listening to episode 14 of the Parallel Podcast, where we talk about sexuality as it should be. Alrighty, everyone. So as you can see, today we'll be talking about opposite sex friendships. And just our main message today is to just help people kind of calm down about opposite sex relationships. So Hopefully you receive that message as I have this conversation with one of my favorite humans, one of my closest friends. Um, so yeah, let's get right into it. All right. Hello, Alisa. Hey. So quickly to introduce you guys to my friend. I have known Elisa since like my junior year of college. She's one of my best friends. <laughs> And yeah, I just thought she'd be perfect for this conversation because we were already talking about this and it was through FaceTime, but I'm like, might as well share with the people. So everyone, Elisa Parker. Thank you. Is that a hand clap? It truly was. You deserve it. Anywho. So as you know, there's one question I usually ask everyone that comes on the podcast and it is, what is one thing that has been evident through your relationship with Jesus, Holy Spirit, God throughout your life? Okay, so I was really thinking about this one like for a while. I'm like, oh my gosh,
1: what if Sonata asked me on her show? Like, what am I gonna say? But there is one that really sticks out when I think about my life, and it has to be the joy of the Lord, like the Lord's joy. So it's like, if I can explain that better throughout my life, I've had this joy, and I know I've always had a walk with the Lord, a walk with Christ, and like throughout everything that I have been through. Even if I'm like feeling sad one day, I just still feel that joy. And I feel like that's the Lord every day of my life. Just that continual joy. And it's just, it's so good.
0: Yeah. And I think those two things like go hand in hand with peace and joy, because as you know, like, as we know, our lives have not been peachy keen the whole time, but somehow we've been able to maintain joy in the midst. So that's literally only a testament to Jesus. Amen. So good stuff. Alrighty, so yeah, let's talk about same-sex, not same-sex, sorry, opposite-sex friendships. That is not the conversation for today. We already actually talked about that, which is platonic intimacy, and I think that's episode three. So if you wanna listen about same-sex friendships or just friendships in general, episode three is a good one to listen to. But today we're talking about opposite-sex friendships because I think people... Overcomplicated sometimes yeah it's unnecessary and i think it's also detrimental to the church but also Mm -hmm. to the opportunity to just have well-rounded friendships so me and elisa were having this conversation one time on facetime and elisa was sharing some stories and i just want you guys to hear some of them and then we'll just have conversation based off of that so elisa has a lot more situations with this issue than i do so the first one i want you to share is the one about like I think there's like a boy that told you you couldn't talk to him after like 10 p.m. or something.
1: Right, right. Which I was like really shook from or flabbergasted for the academics listening. But I remember I was we were at our Christian university. It was one night and I was texting one of my friends and I can't remember exactly what I was saying, but it was nothing deep. I was not trying to holler. You feel me? Mm -hmm. It just like happens. Like I was thinking it's late at night. You know, you ever just like sit in your room. You're like getting your stuff together for the next day. I had this thought and I like reached out to my friend, like saying like, hey, what's up? Like we should hang out sometime, something like that. And they hit me back with like a straight text. Like, oh, I don't text girls after 11. I'm like, excuse Mm me? (laughs) Text girls after. Weren't you guys texting earlier in the day? Yeah, it was literally like, it was a friend that I had from, our university that we had went to and I thought we were pretty good friends, but I guess they thought something else was going on. So that was really kind of confusing and I I felt like a little embarrassed. Very weird.
0: So yeah, I think things like that are definitely hard because it just makes stuff unnecessarily awkward. Right. Like that was not needed. So now like it throws a wrench in the relationship and I mean, let's just kind of give him some potential credit where it's like maybe he struggled with I don't know doing something on the phone that he shouldn't have been doing so he made it his own boundary for himself but it seemed like the way he communicated to you was like oh like you should have known
1: yes exactly and it's like I would have rather him like not respond back and respond back two days later and been like hey yeah whatever like sure let's meet up for like coffee or donuts like Right, I would just, have like, rather like gotten ghosted for a few days. Yeah, something like that. But <laughs> it made me feel some yeah. type of way. Then every time I saw mm-hmm. that person, I felt awkward. Like they yeah. automatically assumed. Like I was trying to like slide in the DMs late at night. And that wasn't right, what right. was going on.
0: Yeah, and I think that's what happens when people they place their own convictions on other people or don't know how to mm-hmm. go about their own boundaries correctly because that's your boundary. Maybe a lot of other people can just text at night, but he made his boundary like your boundary. So I think he could have just not texted you back because that's his own boundary and then text you in the morning. And you wouldn't even have to know that he doesn't do that because he would just text you right. in the morning. Or maybe you'd learn it by yourself right. and you'd be like, you know what? It looks like after 11, this guy never texts me. So I'll just text him up till nine and leave like that. <laughs>
1: Exactly. Like you get the hint. Right.
0: Exactly. So he just didn't communicate his boundaries well. Mm-mm. There's also another situation. I think you said like there was a, you were riding in a golf cart. There's so many things that happen yes. to do, like wild.
1: <laughs> yes. And you know, it's so funny because it, a lot of it happened to me at our Christian university and I've grown up in the church my whole life mm-hmm. and I was raised in the church like from a baby I don't even know. I might've even been like baby Jesus in a production. Who knows? (laughs) I might be hyping that up a bit, but, (laughs) (laughs) but it it all happened at, at our Christian university. And I felt really awkward in these situations, like the one on the golf cart. And it was like, I was taking the golf cart and like a certain man. And I don't even think they were a professor. They were just like somebody that worked there. And they're saying, oh, well, he can't be on a golf cart with other women. So you're just going to have to, like, take that golf car and then, like, he meet you there. And I'm, like, thinking, like, what the heck? Like, we're not in a car alone together. Maybe if, like, they feel some type of way. We're in a golf cart rolling down the middle of campus. Everyone sees us. Nothing's going on. And there's probably yeah. some old grandpa. Forgive me. Oh, my gosh. Some elderly man driving the golf cart. Like, <laughs> nothing, nothing's going to happen there. It was just so awkward. Like, it puts you in a yes. really weird place.
0: Mm-hmm. And I think that lends to Christians uncomfortability with like talking about sexuality. And then like, because we don't have those conversations, we're like, oh, no, like, oh, I can't even high five this guy because if he touches my hand, maybe he'll get around. Like, it's not that deep. Right. So, yeah, that's also very weird that that happened to you. But there was another situation (laughs) in the car or something like that.
1: I'm trying to think of and good Lord, there's so much that comes up. I'm trying to
0: think of what happened in a car. Do you remember what the story was about? I feel like someone told you to take a separate car or something.
1: Maybe it was just the goal. Yeah, I'm sure that's happened. I'm sure that's happened. (laughs) It it could have been a separate car. You know, maybe it's because I'm outspoken. I'm from New Jersey. We were in like a Southern place. It just was always coming off. Like people will make it seem like I'm trying to, is the word assert? I can't, I need to get back into the books. Like I'm, (laughs) I have a different agenda. Yeah, going on when I actually didn't like, aren't we supposed to be Christ-like, loving? Aren't we supposed to smile at each other? Give eye contact? I'm pretty sure that's healthy. But I felt like I was always like shamed for it. Like not Mm -hmm. it wasn't like verbally, but I read like the body language and I heard like the little subtleties, little innuendos. There we go.
0: Yeah. So yeah, I've definitely heard where it's like, this one time, like people were just hopping in the car to go to the next location. It was kind of a quick experience. But this guy couldn't hop in the car with this woman or like sit in the front seat with her. Just weird stuff like that, that people make up. So yeah, this kind of leads to my question. Like, do you think that straight men and women can be best friends or like close friends?
1: I think so. If you have, I guess I don't want to say the right mindset, but of course you have to always set those boundaries in every relationship, no matter what it's going to be. But I have had really good guy friends like throughout my lifetime and like growing up and I think also too that is like just sharing kind of how I was brought up in my church I had a lot of good friends like from babies and a lot of them were guys and even still to this day I'm friends with them I talk to them even if they're married you know I can call them Like, pretty much, like all the time, if I wanted to. Mm -hmm. I don't overset my boundaries. I kind of know, like, this guy's married now. I'm not going to call him, like, at 10 o'clock at night. He's probably, like, chilling in bed with his wife.
0: Right.
1: (laughs) But I think, like, you have to just go at it in a healthy way. And if you don't know how to do that, maybe asking somebody, if you're concerned, ask a pastor, a therapist, Mm -hmm. somebody that you know could mentor you if you don't really know how to do that. But again, setting those boundaries, I think that's. That's really important mm-hmm. for that. I don't, I don't see the problem with it.
0: Yeah. And I think that something you touched on is like from a kid, you were fine with having opposite sex friendships. Right. So I think it's also modeled by the people around you, like similar to modesty. Like in my brain, I was just thinking about yesterday. I don't wear certain bathing suits because my mom has etched it into my brain <laughs> that like if it's not for sale, don't advertise. So like I can't even at like my age, I'm almost 30. And I'm still in my mind. I'm like, let me not, <laughs> let me not do this. But if my mom was more like normal about, like, oh, you know what, your body's a beautiful thing. There's, there is modesty, and that's appropriate. But there are these boundaries. But also, your body's a beautiful thing. Right. I think it's the same thing with opposite sex friendships, where it's like, yes, be friends with Danny, John, and Nick. But these are the things you don't do in those friendships, and it's completely fine for you to go go play with those boys.
1: Right, right. And I even had like friends. At the christian university again i know i keep bringing it up that like weren't raised that way and like when we'd be in class and i'd be like yeah just go ask that guy and they're like ask a guy i'm not going up to him and asking i'm like what do you mean you're not gonna go up to him like he doesn't have cooties like you're allowed to go talk to him <laughs> and you could just tell they were raised yeah. very differently <laughs> very different structure mm-hmm.
0: yeah yeah for sure so I want to say it's because we grew up in the church, but I'm sure there's some people that grew up in the church that like, it's very, right. it's not appropriate. But I think, yeah, right. I had brothers too. So I don't think my parents would say like, oh, you can't play with boys because I literally grew up playing with boys. So <laughs> yeah, I think that's, that's important. But I think it always comes back into our uncomfortability with like just boys and girls in general, because there's a fear that people end up having sex by accident. Mm-hmm. And I think also people just think that for their own relationships too. Like, oh, Mm -hmm. I might fall in love with him or like he might like me or people might think this thing about us if we're at this place together by ourselves. It's just a lot of unnecessary overthinking. Unnecessary. Yeah, so to segue that as well, I think also, I think this is more prevalent with guys. I feel like they think that if they like a girl, they have to then date them. Does Mm -hmm. that make sense? I understand. Um, and I've had multiple conversations. So when my little brother was in the eighth grade, I believe, he came home and he's like, I have a girlfriend. I'm like, why? <laughs> I'm like, why are y'all, what are you dating for? Like, what do you guys like about each other? What y'all sharing cookies at lunch or something? And he did not think that was funny. But I'm like, why do you like her? He's like, she's nice. I'm like, okay, what else? Like, I enjoy spending time with her. Okay, so why can't you be friends? He had no answer for that. <laughs> And I don't even think at the end of the conversation, he's like, I agree. He didn't, I think it just kind of ended there. I said my piece, but the next, so this is me visiting from college. So I went home eventually, but then I came back the next time and he's like, I'm like, hey, how's your girlfriend or whatever? He's like, I don't have one. <laughs> so mommy is broke up with her and sorry to Sandy, Sheila, who we were. <laughs> right? He is happily in a relationship right now. So Aww. he's doing fine, but I'm sorry, Sandy. But I think it's important That boys and she's people realize like you don't have to progress that relationship into something romantic you can just enjoy that person's presence right yeah so i think that's that confusion just like muddies the water a lot and i just like recently talked to a couple of my guy friends and one of my guy friends like was confiding in me like telling me i'm like really emotionally involved with this girl now and like i enjoy spending time with her but like do i he was kind of asking like do i have to make it romantic does it have to go there and i'm like no if you guys have clear boundaries and just say with each other, like, I don't want to be romantic with you. You don't want to be romantic with me. That's awesome. And then maybe if one of you are like, you know what, maybe I'm starting to like you, just communicate that and have that conversation. So right. that could just save and, a future-ended relationship. You said
1: it just then, communicate it. Yeah. Communication is key. Because mm-hmm. I've known so many guys too, and they hit you off with uh, cis, especially in the Christian world sis they hit you mm-hmm. off with a sis meaning like we already know what they mean like they're they're not trying to date you they don't like you right and again that's like they're not communicating so it, i feel like it goes right. both ways
0: yeah 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 it kind of is communicating but also it's like what are you doing why are you doing that <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah so i think just to ease some guys minds like it does not have to become romantic and also to ease some girls minds as yeah. well but I think that saves a lot of future hurt because people can end up in romantic relationships where they're where they're like, I don't really want this to be romantic. I actually just wanted to be friends with this mm-hmm. person. And they get to the point where they're like, right. Oh my gosh, this was my best friend. Now I'm losing a romantic relationship and a best friendship. So yeah. it's a lose lose in those situations. Yeah. So yeah, I think it's definitely important to just say like, you do not have to date every opposite sex friend that you have. You can just be friends with them and mm-hmm. Find someone else to date. That's completely okay. But also, I want to, you know, draw in a biblical reference with Jesus and Mary Magdalene. Or Magdalene. Come on. I thought it was Magdalene. Is it Magdalene? It's Magdalene, I believe. So yeah, sounds right. Okay. Let me go ahead and check really quick. It's Mary Magdalene. And they were friends. I mean, people to this day are trying to say like, you know, she just was jockeying for Mary. Why was Mary all around, right. always around in the last supper? She's funding his ministry, right? She was there at the last supper. Why Why wasn't right. she in the picture? She what? was, he was leaning to, is, on is his Jesus, side piece? <laughs> right? And actually, they can just be friends. And nowhere in the Bible will you find where it says Jesus was romantically involved with Mary Magdalene. Mm-hmm. You're not gonna find it, but you will find where they have deep conversations about scripture. And where she is, is nurturing to him and she washes people's feet. And that's completely fine. Now, I know in our culture, if you out here washing people's feet, that could be erotic.
1: So it's just, <laughs> Please it's just don't different. go there. Yeah, it's do just not different go now. there. We got too many stories for that. Oh, so. that's a whole nother podcast, okay? <laughs> right.
0: Somehow we'll figure out a way to bring that in. I don't know how we will. You know what? Let's just do it now. Basically, me and Alisa... <laughs> 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 oh my god basically me and elisa were victimized i don't want to say that word because that sounds extreme but like we no were both- we were <laughs> we were let's just say it let's we were, see how it is we were both sought out by a boy at our christian university for our feet for our feet right and this boy and this is was- when we weren't friends yeah we didn't know each we other. weren't even friends a- we didn't know each other and we found out later yes yep, in grad school and we weren't the only ones i think mm-hmm. there's someone else you told me about yep so he had a fetish and he tried to get some pics try to food. get some feet pics yeah i definitely offered me money and uh foot massage in the what's no way seriously he Esperanza? offered you money yeah
1: he offered you money bro um, i'm sorry so, <laughs> he if he would offer me money i might have sent the picture <laughs> college was rough okay Right, right just take it give me the money let's not talk about it again right <laughs> i'm joking lord i would not have done that jesus
0: if i was in a different space in my life maybe i would have taken the money right. but i did not but yeah so it was in the esperanza lobby he offered to give me a out massage. in the open out in the open no the the like upstairs lobby where it's like you know the little hangout spot oh that's creepy yeah and i was like i'm gonna go ahead and pass on that one no so that's what we we're talking about with foot fetishes but back to mary magdalene <laughs> <laughs> basically yeah she was a very close confidant of jesus's she was there from the time that he was discipling the 12 disciples to still being there at the cross when even some of the other disciples were not there for him and then also she was the person that he first appeared to when he came out of the tomb so mm. that's a pretty awesome friendship it sounds like to me yeah jesus said you're my baby." no not time for that sing that to you in the beginning i was gonna sing that to you and i forgot well (laughs) now you can (laughs) okay but yeah so i mean i think what humans do is we tend to let society tell us how to behave and i think that i mean someone recently commented on one of my posts about self-love and he's like the best love is is loving god and i'm like (laughs) okay (laughs) that's not what you were saying but right 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 in it, he's like the only way we can love ourselves is by loving God, and I'm like, yeah, like, but you just said you could love yourself, so God wants us to love us. But this is an example of how, like, do not let society or or your own beliefs negate what's actually in the Bible. Like, we see right. a clear, healthy, same opposite sex relationship that literally Jesus Christ, the one that we are modeling our lives after, was mm-hmm. in. So to say that we can't have opposite sex relationships, you're going against scripture. So. No. I'm gonna need you to abandon that. But also just allow yourself to be free in those opposite sex relationships, not to have to expect romance or anything to have to ensue. You can just be friends with people. And I think for guys as well, like a lot of guys would relate to this and say like they do feel emotionally more safe in relationships that are platonic with girls because they're more emotionally available. So they might go to their girlfriends, like a friend that's a girl, to talk about things that are happening in their life that are really affecting them. And they know that they have someone that's more nurturing, whereas the guys will just be like, nah, bro, I'm good, or whatever, you know? Or, yeah, yeah, stuff like that. So I think it's important to have a well-rounded, like a plethora of relationships, romantic, same-sex, opposite-sex, different things like that. So one more thing I wanted to know, though, because this might be a kind of a distinction for some people is obviously it's fine to have opposite sex friendships when you're single, but what do you think about opposite sex relationships within marriage? Um.
1: Okay. Okay. That's a good one. Mm -hmm. Let me think about it. Now, if I can use like an example in my life, I have a few guy friends that are married and like Mm -hmm. one I've known for my whole life. The other one I met at our university And I'm good friends with them. And I feel like they're very healthy individuals. And, you know, when they introduced me like to their wives, I click with their wives, too. So I ended up being friends with them and friends with their wives. And I know that because I've known them, I've had good relationship, good rapport with them, I met their wives, their wives are comfortable with that. Now, if say their wife had some insecurities about it, maybe I'd like step back a bit or like let them know like, hey, like, I don't think they're comfortable with that. Like, I don't want to jeopardize anything for you too. I think we should have discernment in that area. But I I do have some guy friends that are married and I'm still friends with them. Right now I can think of one, two, three off the top of my head. And sometimes I will text them just to like check, check up on them. And I know like if their wife ever were to like question them or question me, like I'd be okay with like sharing like, no, everything's cool here. I'm just pretty comfortable with that. Not to say that that's for everybody, but for me and myself, I'm feeling all right.
0: right. Yes. <laughs> yeah, and I think the way that you basically outlined it is clear communication. And mm-hmm. also, I think it's most appropriate when both, well, at the end of the day, if you're a guy's friend or whatever, however it works, opposite sex, you're going to be that couple's friend now. hmm mm-hmm. mm-hmm. You may be closer to that person, but you're going to be that couple's friend now. I think that's right. when it, it becomes healthy. Like you just said, I introduce myself to their spouse and that spouse knows that I'm not a threat and I communicate right. with that spouse. That's when it's healthy. I think when it's just one sided and I don't like that girl, so I don't talk to her. That's not healthy. Right. And if the spouse feels threatened, that's the end of the friendship. Sorry. Right. Like, I'm because so I know if
1: I was the spouse it wouldn't, it wouldn't be an issue anymore. It'd be squashed. It's over. Like, don't worry about having that problem because it won't exist. Exactly. You know? So like even putting yourself in their shoes.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Now if it's an unhealthy fear, that's a, that's a a space for conversation Mm -hmm. or maybe you can like have that conversation and say like, Hey, everything's fine. Like she's not trying to do that. Let's hang out with her more so you can be more comfortable. It doesn't have to just be like, Oh, let me cut her off because I love you because that can also be unhealthy. So I think the way you outlined it is perfect because you become that couple's friend. It's not just one sided at that point. Yeah. So, yeah, good stuff. I'm trying to think if there's anything else I want to add. Yeah, please do. Yeah, I think that's about it. I just think that you don't have to drop your friends in marriage. I think that's something important to say because a lot of I think there's a lot of weird people, like not people, but like weird communication about like, oh, i don't have any friends that are women or i don't have any friends that are men i have my wife or i have my husband like huh, right and that's, that's not, not cute. healthy
1: huh. that's not okay
0: right right exactly Right. so
1: just to ease like your, if, if i can use used, an example go ahead can i use an example yes Okay. So obviously Sonata knows that I'm dating someone right now, but a a big deal for me is like, oh my gosh, like how is the person that I'm dating and my friends, how are they going to connect? Like, are they going to connect? Are they going to like each other? And that was something that I was really like anxious about because I'm like, like, what do I do? Like if there's a problem, because I know that the friends that I have in my life are really good friends And I'm almost so certain about the person that I'm dating. So I want them to get along because if not, like, I'm going to have to reevaluate some things and I just wanted everything to mesh well. And thankfully, thankfully, Mm -hmm. thank God, he has given me that gifted discernment on who those people are going to be in my life. So now I'm super comfortable. Like, Sonata, the other day, calls me and she's like, hey, telling me, like, your boyfriend's looking for you. Where are you at? And I had to tell Sonata, (laughs) like... Oh, that's so cute. He called you. And then I'm like, no, I left my phone somewhere. So I think it's important on that aspect of things, too. Yeah,
0: but I think you're a good example of the opposite, too, where you're allowing him to be friends with me. Mm -hmm. You know, like I know you're you're thinking like, oh, you want us to be friends with him. But I think he's a man and I'm a girl. So people get nervous about that. But you're like, I actually yeah. want them to be friends. Like, I want that to happen. So <laughs> right, I think right, that's really right.
1: healthy for you. Like, I mean, you have to be like, friends.
0: Right. Some people are like, uh, I don't want you to spend too much time with them. Or like, it, maybe it's a high and buy. Yeah. Like, and that's just, it doesn't have to be no. like that. And I think people forget, no, no, no. like, we are all the church and we're all family. So yeah. why do that? And sometimes I talk to Ren about different things. Well, I just said his name. I don't know. That's <laughs> okay. You can say it. <laughs> okay. Right. I it talk is. to Ren about different things. And it's fine because you trust me. And I think really what it comes down to is, is this person healthy? Right, right. In all fronts of it, in marriage, in platonic relationships, in opposite sex relationships. Is this person healthy enough to even engage in this kind of friendship? Uh Because it can easily get dicey. Right. Especially when emotions get involved and people feel Uh comfortable and cared for. And maybe there's a lack in their life it's easy to fall into those traps that's why that's why adultery happens so often because people yeah. are communicating mm-hmm. so yeah like you were saying do you kind of laid out a lot of things that are important to communicate and are important to be in those opposite sex relationships and i hope this conversation has been helpful to all the humans that have listened is there anything that you want to add or any advice that you want to add for people in romantic relationships to think about or just in general
1: Ooh, for romantic relationships to think about.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. With opposite sex relationships. For opposite sex relationships, or. Mm-hmm. Well, go ahead. What were you gonna say?
1: No, I just think like when for Christians, right? If you're like checking your walk with the Lord and you're making sure everything's okay there, like everything else should follow after that. So, like just knowing who you are in Christ and going from there, there should be peace about it.
0: Yeah, that makes sense because a lot of our, I guess, sinful or mistakes come out of not checking with like where we're at or our own insecurities. Right. It has nothing to do with Christ. So I think when you check back in with where your, your alignment with Christ, that'll be definitely really helpful. Mm-hmm. So awesome. Great advice. All right, guys. Well, as you know, if you want to keep up with the parallel, you can follow the parallel pod on Instagram. You can follow at the parallel Hi. pod on Instagram and the parallel party and i will be talking to you guys next week bye bye